Welcome to the Oakcrest podcast channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. In this podcast, Cecilia Escobar, middle school director and mother of Claire, Oakcrest class of 2018, discusses how parents and Oakcrest can work together in mutual cooperation for the overall success of each student. I am um, an alum mom, uh, so I know how it feels to be you today. I was once in your shoes, and however, I did have an advantage. I worked here, <laughs> so I knew a lot of people. And one of the reasons we have this orientation is so you can meet us, but also so you can meet each other. It's so very important. Your friendships here are going to help your daughters make new friends but they will also help you as parents. We all need help. I am still good friends with women who were the mother, mothers of my daughter's friends. Uh, I leaned on them and they leaned on me. And it is a blessing to take advantage. And I would have to say that one of the parents is here who is a very good friend of my daughter's. Um, and I'm almost, I'm getting choked up a little bit more because it really is just such a blessing. Um, and then last night, um, another friend was here with her husband as on a panel. They don't have their daughters here anymore, but very good friends of my daughter. So take advantage, lifelong friendships. You have enrolled your daughter in a unique school that takes the role of the parents very seriously. We respect your role. We believe that aside from God, your role as parents is the most important relationship in your daughter's life. We support what you teach at home love of God, parents, and family, respect of each other, appreciation for work and study, growth in virtue, and responsibility for her actions. We will work together with you to help your daughter to get what she needs for her academic, emotional, and spiritual growth. We want you to be the most influential people in her life. We will not undermine you. We will support you, and we will assume the best of you. Promise. St. Maria's view of man underlies all the educational institutions he began or inspired. He believed that man was created out of love and because of love. He believed that man is a child of God. And he believed that man was created free. A proper education should aim to make people free and responsible for their actions. As middle school director, you might expect me to talk today about academics and the curriculum. Going through the admissions process, you have probably heard it all. And on back to school night, you will hear more. <laughs> Rather, I want to take this opportunity to talk with you about how we can work in mutual cooperation for the overall success of your daughter and her growth in freedom and responsibility. You have a role, the most important, and we have a role. These roles weave together in your daughter's life so that she is getting the same message at home and at school. You have a big job, and so do we. We cannot do our job without your help, support, and cooperation. There are four areas that I would like to focus on today. Academics, cell phones, dress code, and attendance. There are certainly other areas that are important, but it is in these four areas that we need the most cooperation. So academics, what we need from you? Well, support for your daughter's teachers. We are a team, and we are on your side. Assume the best of them and teach your daughters to do the same. Your daughter will thrive 
when you are united with her teachers. It will ultimately, ultimately help her have healthy relationships with them if you do. Be understanding of the teachers' workloads. Many of them teach over 60 students, run clubs, mentor students, coach a team, and have families of their own. They do a lot. Encourage your daughter to talk with her teachers. And this can be hard in middle school. I promise you, it is worth it. It will pay dividends through the years. Your daughter is stronger than you think. You will be teaching her self-advocacy, how to talk with adults, and how to do something hard. All very good lessons. Hold your daughter accountable. Accountability is a tremendous gift, not a punishment. She learns responsibility, humility, and compassion when things are expected of her. Don't sell her short. Reach out when you have questions. We are here for you, and we want to help. We will do our best to reply, to get back to you in a timely manner. Teach and encourage good study habits. We do this very intentionally throughout the curriculum in the middle school. However, when they're at home, they need guidance from you. We don't want you doing the homework. We really don't because it really doesn't help her and it doesn't help us to know what's going on and what your daughter's abilities are. Just supporting them so that they have the time, the place, and the skills to study. So what does this look like? Well, the time. Just ask yourself, is your child overbooked? Often that can be the case. We've seen it many times. The place. Where does she do her homework? Is it quiet? Are there electronics? Screens? Get rid of them. Skills. Is she writing down her homework? Does she bring her dad home? Her dad is her daily assignment book, and we, I don't have one today because they haven't come in, but she will get it next week. And every student gets a dad, and that's where they write their homework. Does she bother bringing it home? She might write it down, but does she bring it home? Does she bring her books home? That could be a big problem. My daughter in sixth grade, oh my gosh, the poor thing, I tell this story every year, but she's a scrawny little thing. And um, I, you know, she, she was struggling a little bit, but it wasn't affecting her grades right away. And it wasn't until December that I started seeing grades kind of go south. I was like, Claire, what's going on? And she said, well, I don't know, I don't know, she didn't want to say. And I opened up her book bag, and it was a total mess. And all the binders were, I mean, just a glorious mess. And I worked in the school and I didn't know this. <laughs> so, so we did this, we went through everything, we organized everything. I really tried to teach her the skills that she was gonna need, knew it was gonna take time. But she wasn't always bringing her, her books either. So she might have been writing down her homework and everything, but she wasn't bringing her books home. So I said, okay, you gotta bring home every single book, every single night for an entire quarter until you learn this. Now, again, she's scrawny. She had a huge book bag. There was one time she fell over backwards and it was like a turtle. <laughs> she couldn't get up. But she, she still remembers this. She still remembers it. She, and she admits, she said it was a very good lesson. It made her remember to bring her books home. It made her remember to, oh, i got to bring my dad home, that kind of thing. So um, anyway, I encourage you know, to, to keep on top of that a little bit. Does she need someone to check to see if the homework is complete? Could she use some support in outlining? Could she benefit from a little quizzing by you before the big test? The goal here is to get her ultimately to be independent. 
In sixth grade, a little oversight can be very helpful because it is a challenging curriculum and there are lots of changes from our old school. And one last note, this is a little change from last year, but um, Oakcrest Connect, you have access to Oakcrest Connect. Your daughter in sixth grade will not have access. She's not gonna need it, um, but she won't have access. It has to do with the ID. They have to have emails. We don't give school emails to those. Well, I will not be, I will not uh, have, you know, this outward, that's outside entity tell me that we have to give emails to our uh, middle school students. They don't need them here, and access to Ocrest Connect is not a big deal. The only thing that will be posted on there for middle school classes are the syllabus. They get that in class. No homework is posted anyway, so it's not a really big deal. Um, anyway, so the next area I want to talk about is cell phones. This seemed to be quite the hot topic last night with the eighth grade parents. I had a nice um, panel discussion, and that, this is what got the parents going, so it was great. Uh, so sixth to ninth graders are not allowed to have smartphones on campus. They are allowed to have a flip or a dumb phone, but they must be in their lockers, turned off from the beginning of school through the last period. Students are not allowed to wear smartwatches or watches that even look like smartwatches. So it might seem a little over the top, but the problem is if your daughter's wearing a, a watch that doesn't have data and you say, oh, it's fine, teachers can't tell and they can't keep track of who has what watch. So we just say no, no watches that look like smartwatches. Since the advent of the smartphone in 2007, the growing base of research shows the adverse effects of so much screen time, especially social media, is having on children and especially our girls. So many young girls are walking around with a device that is constantly giving them the feedback that they are not good enough or they're not pretty enough and it's trying to pull them into all kinds of unhealthy and dare I say evil environments. Throw a pandemic into the mix and today's adolescents are starving for healthy real relationships. Yet despite these cultural trends, I hope you can tell that we are a conversation rich environment. We have a culture of looking people in the eye. We're better able to serve those around us if we're looking up and not down. This culture does not happen on its own. It is one part that truly helps us live the culture though. Consider carefully how you frame and support our policies. It will probably sting when your daughter cannot wear the new watch, even though it doesn't have data, but looks like a smartwatch. Understand the culture that we're trying to preserve in having such a policy. Please do not text or call your daughter's cell phone during the day. And if she slips into the bathroom to text you, consider having a follow-up conversation. Be assured that your daughter can use the phone at the front desk, just like you all did in your schools, right? When you grew up, um, anytime during the day. And in turn, you can leave a message and we will make sure she gets the message. So consider carefully how your family culture at home supports our policy and think about the decision prayerfully and intentionally. The next area is dress code. So our goal is to promote a spirit of community, encourage a professional approach to work, and most importantly, reflect each student's dignity as a daughter of God. Being a student is your daughter's professional work at the moment, and dressing professionally reflects her commitment to that responsibility. Her uniform should be neat and follow the guidelines. As their teachers, we intentionally try to give them a positive, strong example of what it looks like to dress in a professional setting. As their parents, we ask that you check your daughter's uniform occasionally. 
please don't assume, and I know I was guilty of it even working in the building, but please don't assume that we will do all the correcting and checking. It is much easier for you to check one daughter than for us to check 300. Skirts may be worn up to two inches above the knee, and while the matter of black shoes and her dress uniform are important for the reasons I just mentioned, the issue of skirt length is a more profound piece of your daughter's formation. As she internalizes a deep understanding of the inherent goodness, dignity, and integration of her body and soul. This formation takes time, and usually has some ups and downs, and ultimately is best learned from you. As a school, we support you by trying to live this policy well. It seems like a lot to put on a uniform skirt, but those are the truths we, both parents and school, are aspiring to teach. As you well know, it is a lofty goal, difficult at times, as most good things are. I know firsthand of some of the great conversations between the girls and their names, teachers, and mentors. But the most important conversations and the purchasing of the skirt happen at home. And then the last part of all this that I want to talk about is attendance. So a basic requirement for academic success in school is attendance. We have learned that in spades over the last two and a half years, for sure. Teaching virtually cannot in any way mimic what happens in an in-person classroom. The classroom community is paramount in our liberal arts curriculum, and the student must be present to participate in it fully. I like to say that a class is a conversation, and a student can't be part of that conversation without being present. Full day attendance is expected. We publish our school calendar well in advance to allow for planning family vacations or travel during breaks. Arriving on time is also expected. It's hard to have a peaceful day when right out of the gate you're late. So I really encourage you to, to your daughter can't get to school on time unless you know, an adult is taking care of So either the bus or you or an older sibling. They need to be on time. It is really, really helpful. We know that many of our students pursue activities outside of the school curriculum and sports provided here. We encourage and celebrate them. However, sometimes those activities require the participants to be absent from school. We believe your daughter's first priority is her academics and her responsibilities at school. Due to the importance of in-person instruction, parents and students should weigh very carefully the impact of frequent absences. And this is in the handbook, and I just want to make sure everybody understands this. A student who misses 20 days or more of school, excused or unexcused, may need to repeat the year. So please, sometimes this gets away from parents. They don't realize how many days, and they think their daughter's doing just fine, she's keeping up on her grades. But we do really value that in-person instruction so much that we are we're kind of, we're <coughs> this very clear that um, it can get away from you as parents. You don't realize how many days. You're all receiving, and I think Mary talked about it, uh, the Parent Student Handbook today. Um, your Labor Day reading, I believe she said. <laughs> this would be great. Um, it may seem long, but it is really helpful to understand what we do, and it will help you help us. So now I encourage you, after, after we finish here, not quite yet, but to spend this morning getting to know each other. Potential friends and supporters are standing in this room eagerly waiting to make your acquaintance. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Oakcrest School. To subscribe to our podcast channel, visit oakcrest.org.